Are you tired of putting yourself last? Of taking care of everybody else's needs and powering through to meet the next set of impossible standards? In our fast-paced society, we lose touch with our intrinsic worth, with the ability to value ourselves for who we are right now. Instead of living life exhausted, frustrated, and disconnected from your authentic self, maybe it's time to put yourself back in the life you've worked so hard to create. Join radio host and life choreographer Laura Cheadle and learn how to build your dreams and live your sparkle using the five steps of flaunt. Find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Hello, welcome to Flaunt, Build Your Dreams and Live Your Sparkle. I'm Laura Cheadle, and I want to talk to you a little bit about me and my show and my why. You know, my mission for getting up and doing this show week after week, for reaching out to pretty extraordinary women who are doing amazing work on this planet. Okay. My why is kind of a deep why, so settle in for that. If you look back over history, historically speaking, women have always banded together. They've had to take care of each other, support each other, and really defend each other against outside sources. You know, for a lot of years, women were considered property. Women didn't have full rights. As, as humans, as citizens, no, they couldn't vote, but they couldn't, there wasn't inheritance rights, they couldn't own properties. They really were substandard citizens. And as such, really, the only thing they had was each other. And because of that, they created a network where they could really hold and bring each other up. If you think about, you know, midwives, midwives passed that knowledge of childbirth, of all of these women's things on to each other. Some of the upper class people might have had some kind of a, you know, a handmaid or a loyal servant or something like that who helped them. But it was women supporting women. Women couldn't just go find a female physician or, you know, a female counselor and take care of things themselves, they really needed each other. We tended to each other in birth, in marriage, in death, and also we shared child rearing and chores because, again, that's all we had. We had each other. Now, Somewhere along this line, this sisterhood kind of got lost and women really began fighting amongst themselves. It's interesting, and I'm not saying that gaining more rights was a bad thing, but as we gained more rights in the world, I feel like we kind of lost our connection to each other. And we started betraying each other in our own attempt to achieve power and status. And we kind of traded in this innate collective feminine wisdom for a more masculinized set of rules, you know, intellect, structure. And again, not that fully participating in this structure was bad, not that these more masculine rules and intellect were wrong. It's just that there was a lot of discord and dissatisfaction that was kind of created among women. And worse than that, that tribe of collective womanhood splintered a little bit. Now, it's my belief, 
and it's my mission and this is my why and this is what gets me up in the morning. But it's my belief that this connection from each other, from extraordinary women connecting with extraordinary women, it's my belief that that has been our downfall. And yes, I believe that most of the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, and even career issues faced by the modern woman is the direct result of the disconnection from her tribe. Now, if you know me, you know I call it flock because we are in a flock together. We are all in the same flaunt flock. And if you're not in my flaunt flock on Facebook, I encourage you right now to go jump on Facebook and to join my flaunt flock. Because that, for me, is where we, as women, can connect back in to that sisterhood, to that womanhood, to that divine, innate, feminine wisdom. Anyway, my work, my books, this show, my why is all focused on healing this collective flock or tribe one woman at a time. Both by making women aware of what's happened, what's happening, but then also making women aware of the masks that they have been wearing, the pain that they are covering, what blocks they're bumping up against, so then they can unmask themselves. Finally reconnect to everything that is important and be, as I call it, naked naked and free to re-choreograph their lives in a way that is most meaningful, powerful, and important to them. Now, there's a lot of people out there who are doing similar work to this, and for that I am so grateful because we all come to things with a slightly different angle. It's so important for women to trust their own wisdom, to trust this collective womanhood, and to learn how, again, to connect instead of fighting, instead of having discord, instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I have to do this and I have to fight for this, to get back in touch with the truth that there is more than enough to go around. Anyway, like I said, this is my passion. This is my mission. This is why I get up and do this show week after week. And this is why I search out guests who I think best personify this in their own lives and in their own businesses. Whether that business is something that they've created on their own or whether they are working in another company. I want to feature women who, in their own unique way, build their dreams and live their sparkle and really, really honor these five steps of flaunt. Find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Today's show is going to be quite extraordinary, and, and I say that because extraordinary is one of the amazing words that my guest, Cami Gildner, uses. She is, oh my gosh, I just can't wait to introduce you to her. She is this 
amazing coach who works with women to make take their business and their life to the next level. Now, there's so much that I love about her. There's such a synergy between her work and my work. It's so the same, yet so different. So that's why I thought she would be an incredible guest for today's show. She is a connector, a storyteller, and she helps her clients raise up their voices, their brands, and their business so they can make the impact that they desire in the world. She weaves this soulful inspiration into mindful business strategies, and she helps her clients succeed in business and worldly impact. Now, what I also really love about Cami is she uses horses. Yes, she loves horses, and she uses horses in some of her work. So instead of me just gushing about Cami, let me bring her on so she can tell her own story herself. Welcome to my show, Cami. Oh, thank you, Laura. I am so thrilled to be here with you. And you're so right. We are so aligned in so many ways. And it's it's just an honor to be here with you. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yes. I mean, my whole mission is helping women build their dreams and live your sparkle. And, you know, you just talk about helping your clients live out loud. And it's the same thing, just with different words around it. So I'd like to start the show by having you tell the listeners a little bit more about what it is you do in your work with women. You bet. You bet. So, you know, I believe that women's voices matter. And several years ago, I set out on a mission for myself to create a ripple effect of touching a million women and helping them step up into their, their, their passions and their purpose and really find their voice and how they're making an impact in the world. And so that 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 desire that drive for me of you know touching a million women and it's not necessarily that I'm actually touching a million women directly but it's the ripple effect right it's when when I help one person and they go out and they help uh, you know their clients and it just becomes this this beautiful ripple effect and I think that right now it's just so important for women to find the voice that they're meant to be sharing with the world and lifting that up and helping women step up up into being seen and being heard and making the impact on the world that they can make. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, as you know, because we talked a little bit before the show, I take my guests through the five steps of flaunt and flaunt is an acronym. F stands for find your fetish. And that's where I want to begin with you explaining to the listeners what created this passion? What created this fetish? I mean, your vision is beautiful, but most people don't just wake up one day and say, you know what, I think I'm going to help women find their voice and I'm going to upend my whole life and, you know, create this little coaching business thingy. Exactly. What, yeah. What was your fetish? What were the things that got you so excited? The pieces of the puzzle that created this business for you that led up to this mission? You know, it really started for me when I was back in the corporate world and I was starting. And so I left the corporate world about 11 years ago. And I had a great, great gig, great time in the corporate world where I was, you know, I was, I was a VP of marketing. I was leading a, a global team and 
I had a lot of amazing experiences at that time, but I was starting to feel this calling for something different in my life. And I knew something needed to shift. And I didn't know what that was. And I actually probably would have kept doing what I was doing if um, two things hadn't happened. First of all, um, I got laid off, which I always was, I always say that's the first best gift of that. And the second best gift of that was it was the year 2008. And so there was this, this, this space suddenly that I found myself in. And when I started to slow down and tune in and think about what my, what's next was, I started to realize that I had really gotten off track myself, that I had really lost touch with some of my core values. And when I started to tune into those core values of who I am, there was this whole new awareness of that, that I was supposed to be doing something different. And when I started to, when I started my own business 10 years ago, it was really about helping other women step into their passions and their purpose. And so many of my clients were taking this, 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 they had this desire to do something different, but they didn't know what that was. And so there was just so much passion around helping women find what they're meant to do. And as they started to find what they were meant to do, all those clients started taking the leap into leaving the corporate world and starting their own businesses. And I found even more joy in being able to help those women grow and build their businesses and do it in a way that was really aligned to their sole purpose, if you will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what I am hearing you say is you kind of went through this process yourself first because. Oh, absolutely. You, yeah. So you really can understand where these women are coming from because you've been there. You've lived it. Yeah. And I, I, I get the feeling, you know, when I was in those last couple of years of my corporate years, I was starting to feel really stale and stuck. And I didn't have the passion there about my work that I once had. And when I made that transition, to being able to really make a difference for people. And I think that's the part that really drives so many of us is, is how do, how do, how do we make a difference in the world? And when I was back in the corporate days, it was, I was making a difference to the bottom line of a company, a mm -hmm. very large company. I wasn't making a difference in the lives of others. And I think that for me and what I see in so many of my clients is they have this, deep, deep desire to be able to make a difference for others, to make an impact on the world in some way or another. Yes, I couldn't agree more. You know, just from my own corporate experience, the reason I went to law school was because I wanted to fix people's problems. Well, mm -hmm. after 10 years of practicing law, I thought, I'm not fixing a darn problem out there. <laughs> right. And so that shift for you when you started to make a difference. I mean, then that just, there's, the, my book is called Fire Dancer. So when I talk about the fire in us, that light in us. And I think that's what you're talking about. When you, when you started making a difference for other people, you light up this inner fire in you. And that's, that's a way that we can really embody how we show up in the world and make a difference. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So uh, that's what, well, you know, what I like to call your fetish. It's, it's your passion. It's that fire. It's the thing mm -hmm. that gets you up and moving. So. Right. What I'm thinking is there might be listeners out there who are thinking, Cammy, this sounds great, but if we're all just running around chasing this little fire, who's going <laughs> to do the real work? <laughs> what would you say to women who might be listening to the show thinking, I don't quite get it? Yeah, what I would say is actually when you find that fire, you become unstoppable. And 
you know, I know I work really hard in my business right now. And I, I work really hard on my business because I know it's what I'm meant to do. I know it's how I'm supposed to be showing up. And it's, I know I was put on this earth to make this kind of a difference. And so that puts a different, it lights you up in a different way that it's, it's not about, you know, just being in your passion and feeling all, um, you know, fun and soft with it. It's actually the fire actually puts a drive in you. Yes. Thank you for that. That's a great clarification. And as part of that drive, you have got a group called Extraordinary Women Connect that yes. is a series of, yeah, intimate events for wildly successful women connecting in meeting, purpose, and shared support. I I just love all of that. Meeting in purpose and shared support. I, I, meaning, purpose, and shared support. Would you like to talk a little bit more about that series? Sure. And for me, what it, it's all about is about connecting great women to great women. And the way that came about was I do, I am a connector. I, I love to meet women who are doing amazing things just like you and, and become connected and find ways that we can collaborate and work together. And so that was just a core part of something. It's a core part of how I, I grew my business mm -hmm. is on that, that value. And what I started to find was I was always in the, the process of, you know, you need to know this person and you need to know this person. So I was always making these amazing introductions between women. And I got to be known for that. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, something that I often do in a, when I'm introducing two women. It's I love to connect great women to great women. So that was a theme that I was using long before that series of events started. And then one day I would really started to realize this, like, you know, this, this is a pretty good thing that I've got going on here is being able to connect all these amazing women. What if I started to do this in a more formal way? And so that, that's how those events were started. And, and they really are about connecting versus, I mean, there's so many, and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm big on being out in community and being active in community, you know, belonging to different groups and that sort of thing. However, what I find is really different about these is this, the, the, the sole purpose of this event is to connect great women to great women. And so we bring in a high profile speaker, speaker group pro, or a panel group where we will have a theme for the, the, the evening and we'll, we'll have an interview on the panel, but then we move into those high profile women leading discussions at, at, at the tables with the women who are at the event. And they're sharing things that are things that have meaning, right? They're things that have that that are not just a, a, a I don't I don't even call this a networking event because it isn't about networking. This is about connecting at a deeper level. And what comes out of those conversations as each woman shares is, is a deeper connection to one another. And what results from that are actually long term relationships. I've had women that you know, became friends at that event years ago and they are best of friends today because a, a deeper connection happens there. I love that. And I think that's so important for all of humanity, but especially for women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's so, kind of, I like, think especially in the midst of all the social age. I mean, I, and I love social media. I really do, but we can be so surface oriented. And so this just takes it to a different level. Yes. And I think that's so important. And, you know, it leads it right into the next step of flaunt. The L stands for laugh out loud. You know, you talk about the passion and the fire inside. And yes, that's a thing. 
But if we don't have joy and laughter in our life, passion can only take us so far because if it's not fun, we're not going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. So what are some of the things that make you laugh out loud? What are some of the things that just are fun for you? You know, one of the things that when I was thinking about this laugh out loud piece, and you mentioned this earlier on that I like to, I talk about living out loud. And then I think there, there's a lot of similarities with those two phrases, right? Because for me, there is an energy about when you laugh out loud or you live out loud. Mm -hmm. I think that laugh out loud for me, and sometimes it's even, you know, with myself, right? I'll, I'll have to, as an entrepreneur, sometimes we just have to laugh at ourselves. Oh, yes. Because, <laughs> because, you know, otherwise we could just get way too serious about how we're spending our days. So I think that was one of the first ones that came up for me was is being able to laugh outside, laugh out loud at myself at, you know, when I kind of get really into the, 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 the zone of doing, right? Mm-hmm. I think that we have to really come back and, and get real as like, why are we doing this? And tapping it back to that why in our life. And it just keeps us real. Yeah. Um, and then as far as, you know, without outside of myself, I think that laughing with each other is really important because again, it, it, it lightens things. And when I think of the connect events, my extraordinary women connect events, there are such, sometimes there is such a huge roar at a table that the tables around can't even hear because, you know, there's that connection. Somebody tells a story and, and, you know, it just, it's that ripple effect of what can happen in that room by the, by that laughter. So it's really powerful. Yes. And that's exactly what I was thinking about. I have not been to one of your Extraordinary Women Connect events yet, but I am planning on attending one of them very soon. Well, good. Exactly. Yes. But that's what exactly I was thinking. For me, when I meet other women who are similar to me, it doesn't mean that we have to be in the exact space or we have to hold the exact values, but who are lit up with that passion and fire. We're always laughing and talking and I, I met a woman not too long ago, just at a Starbucks, and we were laughing so hard we both bent forward and bumped foreheads at the same time. Which oh, that's awesome. Just, yeah, that and, you, and you will always remember each other now, right? Because you had that moment of connection yeah. that that I think laughter and and I think laughter does give us a moment of connection that is deeper than anything else. Absolutely, and it just feels so good too. Yes, it does. It 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 lightens our mood it lightens our body right our mm-hmm. body if there's tension in our body for whatever reason if we if we find ourselves in laughter it releases oh yes absolutely now we've done find your fetish and laugh out loud kind of on the business end but i want to take a little shift and shift to the more personal cami because sure. yeah your profile says you're a woods walker a guy gazer and a horse lover. So what are your personal fetishes? What are your the personal things that make you laugh and just fill you up? Well, what really fills me up is nature, right? I mean, it's there's there's nothing that will fill me up and and take me back home if you will mm-hmm. more quickly than just getting myself out in nature. And a, a good a good example of this is this morning I had to be up really early. I had a photography session. Uh, so I had a photographer coming to my house and she was going to be here at 7 a.m. Wow. And so, you know, that 5 a.m. alarm went off and it was like, okay, boy, it's early. And, <laughs> um, 
And, but the moment we walked outdoors this morning, and it was such a beautiful morning that, you know, at 7 a.m., the sun was, was, was coming through the trees. I live in the foothills of Colorado. And so the sun was shining through the trees and the, the air was fresh and cool. And it's like, I just, I just dropped all the way in home, right? It's like, it's just like, I just come into my body because the moment I walk out into the outdoors and I can do that walking out into my barn, I can do that on a hike. So anytime that I can get out outdoors and I think another piece of that. So I'm, I am here in landlocked Colorado, mm-hmm. but I can tell you the ocean calls to me in a big sort of way. And specifically the Oregon coast. I love the Oregon coast. I love the Pacific Northwest. And if there's something rugged and wild about it, and I get to the, the, the Pacific Northwest coast and there's a whole nother level of just connection happening. Mm. So when I think about that space for me, anytime I can get out into nature, breathe a horse's breath, watch yeah. a bird flying in the sky, stick my hands in the dirt. Um, any of that is just really amazing to me. Yes. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. I love all of that. Um, so that kind of leads right into that next step of flaunt, which is AU, which is kind of the golden center where transformation always takes place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. AU is accept unconditionally. Most of us have this vision in our head of how things are supposed to be. And more often than not, that is not what comes to pass. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> And we've just gotten all yummy and gooey about finding our fetish and laughing out loud. And then, bam, things happen. So I was wondering if you could share some of your wisdom around accepting what is. And if there's any personal stories that you've been through that maybe have challenged you, if you could share those with us, I would love that. Oh, you bet. And I love this one because I think this is so important for us. And I think we we can tell ourselves over and over again that you know we are exactly where we're supposed to be in this moment and I and I truly truly believe that but when you're in the moment it's hard to remember that and um you know so when things aren't going exactly like you want them you, you you're like well, why isn't this happening why isn't this working or you know you know as entrepreneurs I think this is a you know a perfect example we we're big dreamers. We have big visions of where we want things to be. And, you know, myself included. And it's like, and when I stop and I think about where my business has come over the course of my 10 years, it's, it's an amazing journey. And there's amazing things that have happened, but I'm, but there's always this vision of there's, there's something, you know, that you're, you're striving for to take that, your business to the next level. Yeah. And so when I really do have to practice this, okay, yes, that's a great grand vision. And yes, you're taking the right steps to do that and acknowledge that. But also remember to be in this moment of this, this is an amazing moment. And I think that's the the harder piece. I am a doer. I mean, so by nature, I can look at, you know, when I look at any, you know, strength finders or anything like that, I am somebody that likes to do. I like to be in action. When I was in the corporate world, I was known for getting things done. I People look at me now and I go, how do you get things, so many things done now in your business? So I'm a doer, right? So I, but there's this, this knowing that where my magic actually comes from is not in the doing. It's actually slowing down and being 
and listening to that inner wisdom and letting what's supposed to flow through me flow through me and creating that kind of space and not being always in the, gosh, I want that shiny whatever out there, but being in the space and being grateful for this space is probably my my life lesson. If I was to think about, you know, what is my lesson I'm supposed to be learning in this lifetime? I think there's something really important about being in my, my being in the space of right now and here and accepting where things are and honoring where things are. So not even just accepting it, but honoring it and, and enjoying it in this very moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that is so hard. I mean, not only for you, but for me, and I think for most of our listeners who are, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we're told we're supposed to be successful and success requires work. So we're, and here's what success means, A, B, and C versus what's our own success mean. Yes. Yes. And that's huge and that's difficult, <laughs> but yes. you're right. This, the sweetness lies in the being. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. And, and, Making that space for the being is when I do it, I'm like, Oh my God, this is such a magical moment, right? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, I love my morning. I, I like to take what I love to do in my mornings is give myself an hour to, you know, set, sit and meditate to journal, to read, to, you know, whatever happens to be feeling like I'm supposed to be, however I'm supposed to be spending my time in that, that morning. But I don't always do it, right? Right. And what I know is when I do it, my day actually flows. The producti- productivity of my day is actually higher when I make that space. Yes. And when I'm in that moment, it feels amazing and beautiful. But then I don't do it every day. So there, you know, there's the, <laughs> the, the question, the pondery is like, okay, well, why, do, why don't I do why, the quandary? Why don't I do that every day? Yes. Yes. I know because it's hard because it is hard <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. And that kind of flows right into the next step of navigating the negative. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned being laid off and it being mm-hmm. 2008 and that's definitely a negative. Yeah, Most people don't go, yeah, yay, I lost my job. Yay, we're having a recession. This is the best thing ever. And, you, you know, you navigated around it. And not only did you navigate around it, but you created something beautiful from it. What are some of the things that you do personally to help you navigate some of the trying times? Yeah. You know, I think that what, what I didn't share in that story of, of losing my job. So I lost my job in June of 2008 and everybody kept telling me, slow down, t- you know, take some time for yourself. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll take. And then I decided I finally would just take a month. So I gave myself a month. And as I was getting close to the end of that month, so on July 29th, 2008, I got a phone call and my father had passed away that morning. Oh, yeah. And so suddenly the whole, you know, everything that was, you know, had been so traumatizing to me of losing my job, suddenly none of that mattered anymore. Nope. And, I was in that space of, of, oh my gosh. And then I needed to be with, I wanted to be with my family. And I started to really do this deep inner work of what did my dad mean to me and what did he teach me? And that was where such, such a beautiful journey of growth happened from that space. 
And I ended up taking a lot more time than I ever anticipated taking at that point to just be. And when I think that we hit these negative points in our life and, and the, knowing that, you know, there's this, this change that's happened, something's not gone the way we wanted it to go. If we stop and we pause in it, there's so much wisdom that can come forth from that. Mm. And so for me, I think, you know, again, going back to Nate, go getting back out in nature, slowing down, being all are really important parts of that, navigating the negative. However, the one piece that that I think is, is really important that I've learned as an entrepreneur is that for me, what I, what I run into is, is mindset stuff, right? It's like the self talk yeah. that shows up and the, you know, can you, are you good enough at this? Or, you know, there's, you know, there's always some story that's happening for us as entrepreneurs. And early on in, in my, as, as an entrepreneur, I used to let that really grab at me, right? I mean, it was like it, it could slow everything down. And what I learned to do was recognize when it was showing up and yeah. then start to shift and, and, and realize how sometimes so often it's just such a ridiculous statement that we're saying to ourselves. It's such a something that we would never say to even, you know, somebody we didn't like, but we tell it to ourselves. And so starting to catch when we do that and, and practicing shifting that as quickly as we can, acknowledging that's what you're doing and then making the shift of saying, wait a minute, this is really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's where that shifting the navigating the negative, I think can really, we can move through it much more easily if we, if we pay attention to where our mind is taking us where we are, you know, what, what things we're saying to ourselves on a regular basis. And the moment we start to catch ourselves saying something negative, we pull it back and, and, and make that shift. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because just in my experience, both personally, as well as professionally, you know, whether it's me, friends, clients, whatever, we all humans, humans are negative thinkers. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, and we're supposed to be a negative thinker because it actually biologically keeps us safe. We're supposed to tune in on the negative because that means we're tuning in on the threats, tigers, avalanches, (laughs) (laughs) approaching hostile tribes. We're supposed to do that. And it's okay. And you're absolutely right. Those negative thoughts come in. We notice the negative. The question is, what are we going to do with it? Right, right. Absolutely. And if, and if we find our own journey to, to, or our own approach to be able to deal with it, that works for you, right? I mean, I think that's the important part of it is, is, you know, everybody has a different way negative shows up in their life and different ways that they approach it and they start to shift that. But, you know, some people it might be about going on a run. Other people it might be, you know, sit down and meditate. Other people it might be, you know, go laugh. Lots with some friends. Yes. Any of those can be releases. Yes. Thank you for saying that because, you know, I know you've talked quite a lot about nature and I've kind of echoed some of those sentiments. Oh, I love nature. But there are people out there that think not a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's bugs out there. Right. Give me a hotel. Give me a spa. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not that you have to connect with nature. You just have to find what works for you. And I think that's the most important thing 
as entrepreneurs that we can always remember is building our businesses, growing our businesses means that we grow our, we doing, growing our business from the inside out, knowing who we are as a brand, knowing how we, what kind of business we want to create and grow. All these sorts of things are about listening to our inner guides, our, in, our wise intuition that each one of us has and defining our own way. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, people liken creating a business to having a baby. And I think, wow, I've done both. And I think creating a business was more intentional, more mindful, and more difficult because it is up to us. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'll say that I was going to say that there's no roadmap and there are roadmaps. I mean, there are ways that we can, things that we can bring it, tools we can bring into our businesses. But what I don't think there is the only way. And I think that's the, there's so much of that that's taught out there is like, this is the only way to grow your businesses. And, and here's, you know, the five steps to six figures or seven figures or whatever, you know, the different pieces that are out there. And I think that for each of us, we have to find our own journey, our own pathway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. And for listeners who are out there kind of pondering and thinking, oh, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do this. I want to point out a striking similarity between Cami and I that is also a striking difference. And this is meant to inspire you, the listener, to dig deep and to figure out what it is you want. Yes. On the surface, yes. If you look at Cami's business and want my business, they might be identical, but they're not at all because right. hers is infused with her personality and more nature and horses and all of her passions. Mine is infused with dance and burlesque and sparkle and she focuses a little bit more towards the business i focus a little more towards the personal it can be the same five business strategies we could have the same business plan but they're completely different because mine is my passion and sparkle and hers is her fire and fire dancer and horse it's completely different yeah yeah and i that's what i always tell my clients it's you know, and, and you start to see this when you, when you look up, when brands are built and when companies are built, just following the formulas that are out there, they all start to sound the same, right? Yes. When brands are built from the inside out, when we follow, when we bring all of, you know, all of who you are, all the magnificence and wonder of who you are and the dance and the burlesque and all of that into your business, there is an energy about how you resonate in the and there's an energy about how I resonate in the world with the pieces that, that make up who I am. And with that, it means that we are able to really serve the, the, you know, the, the clients that are meant to be for both of us. And that's where I tell my clients, it's, it's not about there's no competition out there because you are the only one that is like you. Yeah. And if you're bringing all of you to the table and you're bringing all that, that, all of the pieces that make up who you are, there's nobody that has a business just like you. No, 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 no. And that to me is one of the most important pieces of navigating the negative and the mindset. We get in our head, it's already been done. Oh gosh, yes. (laughs) No, it hasn't. Unless you have already done it, it has not already been done because you are you. And you know what's even cooler about that? Even if you have done it, 
two years ago, what you were doing and who you are is different than you are two years later. Yeah. And, and so then it, it shifts and changes again. So it's, it's not a, it's, it's, it's dynamic, right? Who we are and what, how we're showing up in our work is very dynamic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which moves us right into that last piece of flaunt, which is the T, which mm-hmm. stands for trust in your truth. Mm. Yeah. We all have a slightly different truth. We all have different core values. We we're all different. And I just kind of was wondering, what do you think? What is Cammy's truth? What is that ultimate thing that is true about you through thick, through thin, through personal, through business? Mm, that is such a beautiful question. And it's interesting because I have on my board here, I have my whiteboard, I have some notes. I'm, I'm planning my conference this fall. That's in November, my Ignite conference. And the word that I have up on, on the board in big letters with, with like stars written around it is trust. So I oh. think it's, you know, so there's this trust in your truth. And it was when I was looking at, you know, the notes from you about what we were going to be talking about. I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's my trust. And there's the, tr- the truth part of this. And I think that for me, when I think about the essence of my truth mm-hmm. is, it's really tied to what we've just been talking about. It's, it's, it's be you, um, be in that, that essence, that strength of you. And if you can find, if you can find, really identify who you are at your very essence, that's going to flow into everything that you're doing and how you're putting your voice out into the world. And I, I see it in myself, right? I see it when I think about, my truth and believing that women's voices matter and it's time to really raise up those voices and be seen and be heard. That is what there's, I have, I have such a fire behind that, right? It, it moves me. I'm like, yes, I, 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 everything about me, I, it's like every cell in my body sparks up when I talk about that. Yeah. yeah. And that's when I know that I'm in my truth, right? Mm-hmm. And when I start to feel like I'm not in my truth, I think it's like I, I, I get out of my body and more into my head, right? It's like I'm start thinking about, um, and, and, you know, I, I, our brains are powerful and they're an, an, an important element of what we're putting out, you know, that helps us be successful. But I think our biggest success actually comes from inside. And so when I think about being in my truth, that's when I am in my body and I am feeling it in every cell in my body. And I move with that. I walk into a room with that. I have conversations with that. And then I'm showing up as all of me, right? And if I get into my ego mind, then there's a, there's a whole different dance that happens there. And it's, it's, it, it disconnects from that core truth. Yes. And I, I believe our egos are important. Um, you know, there's a lot of discussion that I've, I've read on this recently. I believe our egos are important and they're not something we want to turn off, but what we need to do is honor our true, that true part of us that's deep in our body more because that's where the power of us comes from. Right. Right. So here's a question for you. Um, in my own experience, I feel like women are raised to please others. Mm-hmm. 
Did you ever struggle with that, thinking that I have to be this way and I have to be another way? And then did you have kind of a moment where you woke up or shifted and realized, you know what? I don't have to please other people. My truth is inside and I have to please me. Yes, yes, yes. And, and it, I totally, when I go back to my corporate days, I was in that space of, you know, my corporate me, my, you know, work me mm-hmm. and my personal life me. I mean, it was very, very prevalent there. Right. Um, when I became an entrepreneur, I was, um, you know, I started to really integrate that and that was really beautiful. And when I think back to my childhood, I was, I was a pretty strong, um, bold young girl. <laughs> my mother would tell you that all day long. So I, I was not quiet with my words. I did what I wanted to do. I was a bit of a rebel and she had to really, you know, there, I was, I was a rebel child in my, in my family and I had to, I was finding my way, right? I was finding my way. But when I went into the corporate world, I actually felt like I started following a lot of rules, right? I started to, to say, okay, if I want to fit in in this environment, in this very male-oriented environment, because I worked in the oil and gas industry for many, many years. Yes. And so I really did do a lot of reshaping of myself and how I showed up. And so that reconnection that I've found even recently back to that wild child in me that, you know, I talk about breaking the rules of marketing. It's time to break the rules of marketing. I'm a former VP of marketing. We're going to break these rules that, that we learned in marketing 101 and what you might be learning out in the world um, today about, you know, marketing your business. We're going to break those rules because it's time to shake things up. So there's this piece of me that I'm starting to reconnect to that I love. I mean, it's, 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 it's coming back home to not being two different things. It comes back home to being just who I am. And, and frankly, you know, this is, this is very funny where I've recently seen this is in some, some political things. And I won't go on to, you know, which political side of which political side, but just say my family is, is on opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And, it was kind of expected that I would be the kind, quiet one in the mix of this and just accept what the conversation was. And I was like, no, I'm not accepting this conversation. I'm not going to be the quiet, calm one on this one. Right. And so finding my voice in that where it was a, um, perhaps an expected that I might take that, that route. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is such a perfect and beautiful example of the last three elements of flaunt, accepting unconditionally, navigating the negative and trusting your truth. Your truth says, I can't sit here and listen to this. It's not okay with me. How do I navigate saying things around my family who I do love and I don't want to hurt their exactly. feelings? It's also important for me to express mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And how do I accept that these people have completely opposite views than I do? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, and we're going to run into that, run into that in our society. And how can we handle that gracefully? Yeah. And step into it without losing that, that sh- the, you know, our opinion, our, our voice in that, but do it gracefully and with love. And one of the things that I was, I was actually having this conversation with my niece afterwards, who is just this amazing young woman. And we were talking about a whole nother circumstance. And I was like, you know what I found worked well for me in this situation was there was tension in this situation, right? 
but I loved softly on the edges. And when I did that, it's, I was showing up in a graceful way. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't pushing opinions. I was, I was like, this is my truth. Mm -hmm. This is what I stand in. And I love you. And we can be different. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I know that you um, are an art of feminine presence um, teacher. Yes. I think a lot of that feminine presence probably helped you in that situation. And for listeners who don't know anything about the art of feminine presence or how that might help love around the edges, could you give a little bit of explanation around that? Sure. And it's really been... So it's, it's, it's such beautiful work. It's work that's done, uh, is taught by Rachel Jane Groover. And it's, it's such powerful work where, and I think, you know, I've talked a little bit about it already where we're talking about being in, you know, we can be in our headspace and we can be, um, you know, projecting versus being in our bodies and just being in our truth. So there's, that's kind of the, the, you know, the, the spectrum, if you will, that, that we can be in. And when we are in the art of feminine presence work, we're really coming home to that core of our body. So just below, um, just, I mean, you can even envision where this is. If you put your hand on your belly button or just below your belly button. So where your, your thumb is on your belly button and your, your, your pinky is, you know, about four inches below that. That's going to be the, the core of your, your womb center is what, um, Rachel Jane Groover calls it. Um, I think they call it Dantian and the, um, um, martial arts space. There's different words for it, but it's basically that core of, of you right in the center of your body. And that's, there's a really beautiful strength that comes from that. If we can, if we can feel into that and move for that and have conversations from that space, I can tell you when I get on a stage, I actually put my hand on my belly before I go on to stage just to kind of bring myself into that really core strength of who I am. Yeah. And we move into the world in a very powerful way when we're tapping into that core versus being up in our headspace. Absolutely. Oh, being in the body is so important. And for listeners who might be thinking, headspacing this, like, oh, yeah, I can be in my body. Mm -hmm, Yep, touch my belly. Yep, I felt it. It's deeper than that. And I just want to say it. it is a huge shift and it does take practice. Mm -hmm. And whether you use, you know, Rachel Jane Groover's work or anything else, I would encourage you to practice getting into your body because it is miraculous and it does change things. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I was just telling a story not too long ago to a friend of mine and it was when I was actually first starting to speak about eight years ago. And I was, um, I was really fearful of doing public speaking Mm -hmm. and I went to a conference and Sean Korn was there, the yoga instructor. Oh Yeah. Yeah. And she, I was going to do this yoga class with her and it was, I was in the midst of doing all of the speaker training and I was pretty stressed out about it. And so this was a great place for me to go do this, this thing with her. And she was talking at the beginning of the class. She said, you know, I have people cry all the time in my yoga classes. And I'm like, I've never cried in a yoga class. So then we proceeded to go into the yoga class, right? And so she was going through a whole body um, um, yoga class, you know, so starting with using the chakras, basically. And when she got to the throat chakra, which, of course, is very associated to us putting our voice out into the world, 
I suddenly had tears streaming down my face. And I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? And, you know, it was just I tapped into where I was holding a lot of emotion in my body at that point. Yeah. And I actually started doing a lot of Reiki work on my throat after that, where it really started to release and it, and it really helped because I had, you know, I, I, I discovered in my body this place there where I was holding a lot of tension. So we do hold tension on our bodies and we can figure out where that is and we can learn to release that and we can work on that space. We can really, you know, go deep, much more deeply into our body like, like we do with art of feminine presence. And one other place that I incorporate this work is with my work with the horses because the horses is somatic based work. The, the equine guided work that I do is very somatic based. So it's about really tuning into what are the emotions we are holding in our body and letting that, that move through us and learn from it. And, um, so that, that there's something for us to, to, to work with in our personal and our professional growth when we're looking at somatic based work. Mm -hmm. And our horse is amazing. They know. They know. Oh, they do. They yeah. will show up and they'll like, I mean, I, you know, I've had horses like point right to where there's tension in my body with their nose. Um, You know, I mean, it's, they really do know when we're being in our truth, when we're not being in our truth. They know how to, to, to help us see things in a different way. I mean, it's the most magical work that I've ever experienced in my life. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And then I just wanted to give a quick shout out honoring of you for talking about and for taking the journey of this whole self integration, mm -hmm. the self, the personal self, the horse self, the, you know, doing the yoga, tuning into that tension, letting it go. It's such a huge integration. And I think sometimes in our do, 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 do culture and society, people don't understand the connection between healing ourselves and growing personally and being successful whether it's being an entrepreneur or being an employee of somebody's, it all is part and parcel of the same thing. And you can't be a good worker or a successful entrepreneur until you take care of all that stuff that's inside of you personally. So agree with that. And it's, it's, we have to do our own inner work. It's, it's so important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, you know, I was thinking about when I, when you were talking about all that work and things that you've done, the gift of being fired, the gift of it being 2008, the gift of losing your father all at the same time. My question to you is, do you think most people will take the steps necessary to dig into their truth and grow exclusive? of catastrophic situations or do you think sometimes we need those catastrophic situations in order to grow? You know, I've seen both. I, I definitely have seen both. I, I, I think a lot of people, if they're not, I, I often say that the universe gives us lots of signposts that when things are supposed to shift. So if we are tuned in and we are listening and we are paying attention to what signposts are showing up for us, we can start to take, do our own inner work and start to take our own steps. But I think what happens is people are too busy and they don't hear those signposts. Um, and I, I think that happened to me back, you know, in 2008, I was, those signposts were showing up for me, but I wasn't listening. And so that's where I'll say the universe gets it all in behind it, behind us and helps us make the shift when we don't listen. I love that. So you have a book that's out there too. Does, is your book something that can help readers kind of start recognizing those signposts and spur them on? 
Yes, yes, I definitely talk about how do you really recognize signposts in our life. And they, they can show up in the form of of nature. They can show up in finding um it can finding nickels and dimes or hearing a song over and over or just messages that keep showing up for us, whether it's a song on a radio, it's signposts show up in all different ways. It can show up in our health. There's just lots of different ways that signposts can show up. Right, right. So where can listeners get a hold of you and find out a little bit more about you and your programs and your book and all of that good stuff? So my website is camigelner.com, K-A-M-I-G-U-I-L-D-N-E-R.com. And I am also on all the social channels with at Cammie Gellner. So I'm really easy to find. It's, it's, you can, you can always search for, for Cammie Gellner and find me. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, both personally and professionally, your story, your journey, and for connecting with not only me, but for our listeners today. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Laura, and I'm honored to have been on your show with you. Oh, you are welcome. Listeners, I hope you have a fantastic day. Really take some of the stuff to heart. Uh, reach out to Cammie if you've got any questions or comments. Uh, her book is Fire Dancer. And where can they get a hold of that book? It's on Amazon. Perfect. So you can find that on Amazon. Have a fantastic day. And as usual, don't forget to flaunt. Tune in next time to Flaunt. Build your dreams, live your sparkle with radio host Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Come release self-judgment, reveal your naked self-worth, and re-choreograph a life filled with joy. Flaunt. Find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more at laurachedle.com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E dot com. 